0: What's up? This is Dave Villa, and this is Game Changer Sales Cast. It's Monday, and it is November 14th, and uh, man, I'm excited for a week in sales. How about you? Huh? How about you? Have you decided? That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the word decision and how important it is in becoming and moving toward a, a professional in sales. Remember, there's a difference between an amateur and a pro. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. That is my deal, man. I'm going to beat that. in. T- I'm, I'm going to be so repetitive because rep- repetition causes recognition. So I'm going to be so repetitive in that statement that you need to be a pro versus an amateur that you're going to get tired of hearing it or You're going to become one, all right? Because here's the deal, man. You are on the field. Listen to me. Hear me clearly. You are on the field because you're talented. You're on the field. You're in the field of sales because you're already a talented person. You're a skilled person. Let's put that into perspective. There are hundreds of thousands... Okay, of people who played baseball in their career that could not and will not and did not and are not good enough to make it into even the minor leagues. Okay, but then there's thousands of people in the minor league system that will never make it to the big leagues. Hear me, they'll never make it to the big leagues. Why? Not because they're not good. It's because they're amateurs, they're not professional. Really considering the move between minor league and major league, you become. A professional. I'm going to tell you that there's a line that you must cross. I'm going to tell you that I crossed that line once upon a time, and I, it, it, I didn't. I didn't become more talented. I didn't have any more potential than I had when I started. I just began to. I, I made a decision, folks, and that decision was when I crossed over from being an amateur into being a professional. What's the difference between an amateur and a professional? I believe wholeheartedly that it comes down to a decision. It comes down to you and I deciding. The, the word decided means a case that has been resolved. Have you resolved in your heart that you are a salesperson? It's what you do. It's what you're going to do. Have you made that decision? Let me give you some synonyms for the word decided. I think, I don't know about you, but maybe if if you can kind of catch the vibe here that I've got going on. I'm a I'm a definition guy. I'm a synonym guy, okay? And when I read synonyms of words, it helps me understand the word and put it into the proper perspective so let me give you some synonyms for the word decided because let me say this again you must must make a decision that you are going to become a professional in sales look you might not be able to make the decision i can't make a decision that i'm going to be a professional football player i can't make a decision that i'm going to travel and fill arenas up and sing for a living and be a rock star okay I I, I I can't make the decision that I'm going to be a professional golfer, okay? Because I suck at those things, all right? But I have made a decision that I am going to be a sales professional. I am a professional in the game of sales. Some synonyms for decided are determined. I love that word. Are you determined? Resolute. How about this one? Strong-minded. Set. Set. Are you set in your ways? Are you set? See, set. When I think a set is when you like put some crazy glue. You ever had crazy glue? You ever had crazy glue stick to your fingers? <laughs> it sucks, doesn't it? You rip the dang skin off your fingers trying to get your fingers apart because of the glue sets. Look. I want you to be like crazy glue. That kind of set. You set yourself like crazy glue. Do you try to rip it apart? You're so decided that you rip the skin off your fingers before you could pull it apart. If you're going to pull it apart, if you're going to pull yourself away from the decision, then it's going to leave some skin missing. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? You're going to come up skinless. (laughs) How about this one? Unyielding. That's good, man. Right? How about this one? Inflexible. Here's a crazy man. You got you got to be flexible in life. You got to be flexible with your family. You got to be flexible in your marriage. You got to be flexible. You you know, you got to be flexible in plenty of things. You can't be so set in your ways in, in a lot of things. But when it comes to being a having decided that you are a sales professional, you got to be inflexible. What does that mean? It means that hey, whether I whether I'm doing well right now or whether I'm doing bad right now, whether my month is where I want it to be or whether it's not where I want it to be, I'm inflexible, right? How about this one, man? I, I'll be honest with you guys. Until I studied this and and I put this into to to a, to a lesson that I trained my sales guys this morning, I had never heard of this phrase. One of my sales guys in the room had heard of it. I had not. How about this? Are you rock ribbed? R-O-C-K Rock ribbed. It means resolute or uncompromising. Having an allegiance. So a synonym for the word decided is rock ribbed. Are you rock ribbed, man? Hey, what do you do for a living? I'm so rock ribbed that I am a sales professional. I'm so rock ribbed that I have crossed the line between amateur and professional. Man, that's stronger than burnt cornbread right there. I don't care who you are. That's stronger than Hercules with morning breath. Come on, somebody. <laughs> come on, man. Are you, are you rock-ripped? Are you, are, you, are you wavering back and forth? Are you like blowing in the wind? You know, you have a good week, then you're a sales pro. You have a bad week, then you, 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 then you don't want to be in sales. You know, I mean, what is it, man? Look, I've had bad weeks. I've had weeks so bad that, I mean, that, 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 that you couldn't wait for the sun to come up. But, man, let me tell you something. I am a sales professional. I think the decision is the key. I think a decision is the key. Commitment is the key. When a salesperson is is committed, all right, when they're committed, they have, listen to this, they have the willingness to do whatever is required to succeed in sales. See, we leave the first part of that out. When you think of the word commitment in sales, you hear loud and clear whatever is required. And you think that that's commitment, whatever that's required, and that sounds really good. It's easy to say that, but it's not whatever is required. It's the willingness to do whatever is required. That's commitment. Commitment is 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 when you're eating breakfast, and you're having bacon and eggs. Commitment is the bacon. I'm going to say it again. Commitment is the bacon. Participation is the eggs. The chicken participated. I mean, dropped off a couple eggs, man. How hard is it to drop off a couple of eggs when you get to keep your life? But ha- ask yourself this question. If you are the ham, if you're the bacon, if you're the sausage, the you have committed. What's that, Lou? The pig, is the pig is committed, baby. He is gone. He gave it all. I'm going to tell you right now, commitment is the willingness. The willingness to do whatever it is that's required in sales. That's commitment motivation. Let's look at motivation for a second. Which one's more important, motivation or commitment? Salespeople have this dichotomy all the time. I, do I, am I motivated? Is that more important or committed? I'm going to tell you that you need both of them. Okay. You know what commitment is? Well, motivation is the incentive to do what's required in sales. What's your incentive? What's your why? Why do you want, why do you want to succeed in sales? Because before you can succeed in sales, you have to determine if you want it bad enough. But before you can determine if you want it bad enough, you have to determine what it is you want, what it is you're after, what's your objective, what it is that you are looking for and what it is that you're after. Now you know the motivation, the difference between motivation, motivation and commitment. Now you understand which one's more important. I like to think that you can't have one without the other. It's, it's kind of like they feed one another. They're, they're, they're brothers or their sisters or their siblings, and they're going along side by side. And you got motivation feeding commitment. And com- Commitment returning the favor and feeding motivation because commitment's the willingness to do whatever it is that's required. And motivation is the incentive to do whatever. So I have to do whatever is required, and I have to be willing to do that, but then I've got to be motivated, I've got to be incentivized. Here's the difference, man. When a salesperson is motivated, listen to this. When a salesperson is motivated, but lacks commitment, they have the carrot, but they're missing the stick. Ooh, they have the carrot, but they're missing the stick. The salesperson has a reason, but they don't have any resolve. Come on, man. They're a dreamer who will become discouraged. But when a salesperson is committed, but they lack the motivation, they have the stick but they don't have the carrot. I said to my sales guys earlier, man, I don't know why we use carrots because I'd rather use a Krispy Kreme donut that's dripping. Come on, with some icing on it, right? I mean, if you're going to entice me, man, I don't want no carrot. I don't want no celery. Now I'm talking about a donut. I'm not talking about coffee. I'm talking about, listen, I don't want no carrots and celery and broccoli and all that kind of stuff. That's good for you, but, man, that's not going to entice me, <laughs> right? I want a Dunkin' donut. But here's the deal if you are motivated, you've got the donut, but you don't have the stick. Amen? You've got the carrot, but you don't have the stick. You've got a salesperson that has reason without resolve, and you have a dreamer who's going to become discouraged. When you're committed and you lack the motivation, you've got the stick, but you don't have no donut. You've got the stick, but you don't have no carrot. You've got a machine. You've got a talented person who's full of potential that's amazing that will break down and lose effectiveness over time. Why? Because they're committed without motivation. Come on. It should be obvious that we need both. Sales-specific Commitment along with motivation and desire. How bad do you want to succeed in sales? How bad? Selling skills are important. I believe they're important. I believe your strength and your potential and your talent is important. And it's a huge part of you and I becoming successful. But nothing, hear me, nothing is more important than commitment, desire, and motivation. Now that's an opening right there, huh? All right, so we're going to go right into our guest, man. Commercial. Commercial? Okay, so in 60 seconds, you don't want to go anywhere because I've got an outstanding guest on the show. we got Matt Hines, President of Hines Marketing, uh, Sales Acceleration, Demand, <clears throat> Generation Pipeline Management, Customer Lifetime Value. Matt is a, an incredible uh, sales professional. He's based out of the Seattle area. He's going to be coming on here in just 60 seconds, so we'll be right back. You're watching Game Changer Sales Cast. I'm Dave Villa. We'll see you in just a sec. The best people are motivated by passion. You've got to be motivated by where you're going. If you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Amateurs see their situation through the wrong lens. When a sales producer knows they have something of value, what do they do? They challenge the objections. They challenge the excuses. They challenge every reason that would defer the decision to buy. If you're in the game of sales and you're not a game changer, then you're not going to make it. If you're not uncovering opportunity, someone else is going to get there. It's going to take the bold to make it past the breaking point. If you carry the baggage from last month, if you carry the baggage from last week, then you're going to suck today. Be daring, be first, be different, and don't ever give up. All right, we're back, and we're going to bring Matt Hines on in just a second. I want to give a shout out to Brad Pascoe, Kenny Landrum, Dave Sobalski, Pebbles, Garnet, Garnett. Garnett for watching. I know you guys are watching. I want to thank you guys, man. Make sure you share this stream. Let's get some salespeople watching this thing. We only got about 15 minutes left. We're going to bring our guest on without further ado. We have the president of Heinz Marketing based out of the greater uh, Greater Seattle area. Uh, his contact info is on the screen. Um, I, uh, I think he's probably one of the strongest sales guys um, out there today. Looking forward to talking to Matt Hines. Matt, thanks for joining me, man. How are you this morning? Hey, wow.
1: Thanks so much for having
0: me. It's fun. I appreciate it, man. Well, listen, I'm going to get right into talking. I know that uh, one of the greatest things about this show um, is I get to interview sales, game changers, people who are moving the needle in sales. And uh, we don't really discuss. I've never had anybody um, on this show ask me, Hey, what are we going to talk about? It's just kind of one of these. Hey, we're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about what moves the needle. Let me ask you this, man. You've been in sales for a while. You're, you're, you know, you do a lot of training. You speak a lot. I've been talking in the beginning of the show a little bit about dedication, about deciding that this is what I'm going to do. You know, you trained a lot of salespeople. Do you think, how important do you think, Matt, it is to make the decision that, hey, I am going to be a professional salesperson? Do you think that's important for someone who is going to make a living in sales?
1: Uh yeah, for sure. I mean I I I'm not sure that someone needs to necessarily do, to decide that they're going to uh you know do that for the next 40 years, but I think if you're going to do it now, you need to make a commitment to doing it now and you need to invest everything you have, everything you can into understanding what it takes to be a great salesperson. And to me, a big part of that is understanding your audience, right? Understanding what makes your customers tick, having a level of curiosity and empathy for the people that you're selling to so you can build rapport understand their key needs and, and, uh, and close deals.
0: Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this, even in your, um, you know, and, and you said an interesting thing. It makes me kind of want to ask this. I mean, you said, you know, to, to not necessarily think, okay, I want to do this for 40 years, but do, do you feel, don't you feel like that even you now, I mean, I, obviously I, you know, I pour into a lot of people and, and, you know, we're in leadership management and so forth, but don't you think that that skill set or that, that talent as, I'm a salesperson, really still exists heavily in what you do today and kind of makes you and pushes you along even today?
1: Oh, it's more important than ever. I mean, I think the, 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 the skills required to be successful in sales continue to be more important, I think, as we have uh, buyers that are crazy, crazy busy, as we have buying environments that are more complex than ever, as, you know, especially in B2B, as the number of people that are actively involved in making decisions internally increases which adds complexity, I think Mm -hmm. being able to navigate that, I mean, that's not something you could just walk off the street and do. I think it's something you can certainly start to do, but I think to develop a real skill set and a real competency around that that is scalable, repeatable, um, that you can build a real, real career off of, that certainly takes a commitment that, quite frankly, as you know, I mean, not a lot of people are willing to do yet.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I want to talk about that for a second because, you know, I was reading something this past weekend um, and I get it. I get it um, because, you, you know, I, I think that there's so many people out there and you got to appeal to the masses, especially if you're in, you know, someone's quote unquote you know, quote, training. Um, but they were talking about the, the, the hard sale and, and what they qualified as the hard sale, um, you know, was, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, the, the tactics, the skill sets, the, the, the psychology behind, you know, some of the sales training that's out there, the willing to hustle, the willingness to work hard and really, really um, go after it is dead. And, you know, I, I I ask this almost in a different way almost every week to to the guests that are on. Um, do you think that people say that because there is the inability f- for a lot of people or maybe the lack of commitment for a lot of people to really dedicate themselves t- to that skill set? Like, for instance, is it, a, is it a lost art or is it really diminishing?
1: That's a great question. I... I... One of my favorite sales books, especially for people that have not been actively in, you know, that are not in sales, is mm-hmm. To Sell as Human by Daniel Pink. So I think it, it does a great job of explaining what it takes to be a good salesperson in terms of tenacity, in terms of customer mindset, in terms of um, sort of a commitment level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you, you know, there's, as you well know, there's a million books out there that can go a lot deeper, a lot more technical, but I think... You know, the best salespeople I know not only are committed to their craft, they're committed to learning, they're committed to getting better, they realize that the selling environment that they sell into is always changing, they realize that what worked five years ago doesn't necessarily work as well today. There's new tools, there's new challenges. Um, So I think that there there is a commitment to the craft, for sure. Um, Even of those, I think if you look at the reps, that are the most successful, especially over time they're agile. They've adopted to changes in the selling environment. They've adopted to new opportunities as well as, you know, let go things that historically might have been a cash cow, might have been a key breadwinner from them from a strategy or tactical or tool standpoint. But today just doesn't fly.
0: Statistically, Matt, it, it, it says that salespeople, most salespeople that, that give up, lose commitment just as they're about to achieve success. I mean, you know, um, And so, you know, they get tired of waiting or they, you know, they get tired of dreaming, you know, they give up. And and, and some of the reasons that I like to kind of make a note and one in particular I want to ask you about is they thought that success would be easier than, than they found out it is. I mean, do you think that's a viable reason? You know, because statistically, a lot of people give up right before they're getting ready to maybe achieve the success that they thought they couldn't achieve.
1: Well, I think that that's probably true. I think a lot of people give up early because they expect to have instant success. And I think, and I see this this isn't just in sales. I mean, you know, we work with a lot of companies in a marketing environment, and you know, it's amazing how you know they've got you know, six to eight month sales cycles, and they expect to see marketing results in a week or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, and so I think that in general, we and we've been trained, I think, by the world that we live in today, where we've got instant gratification around getting feedback from people on a social media channel. You can run a Facebook ad and see immediate results. Um, well, you can see immediate action, but you may not. You know, I think you know. Different, there's a big difference between someone clicking on an ad and then bringing ready to buy from you. So, I think there's a lack of patience, there's a lack of discipline mm-hmm. that is inherent in a lot of people that just really aren't willing to put in the time and effort to be successful. And I think because what because sales and marketing has gotten more difficult because the selling environment, the buying environment, is more complicated. It takes more work. It takes more effort. It takes more preparation to be successful. And I think for those that want instant gratification and move on to something else and say, well, this didn't work, that didn't work, this doesn't work anymore, uh, I have a feeling that those people are going to be constantly disappointed uh, because if they're looking to achieve something great and hoping to do that uh, in a short period of time, it just usually doesn't work that way.
0: A great point, and and so let me ask you this. Then, so you know, selling skills, we we both train, and, and we understand that obviously, you know, we we we're we believers in in training, and there's a lack of training obviously out there today. There's a lack of of, of people feeling they need training. But let's look at let's look at those who do train, because someone's going to be watching this show probably believes in training, and they look at this as a form of that. While selling skills, you know, and 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 strengths that we have, you know, talent, potential, all of that's important. Important to the equation of success, you know. How do you feel w- as com- with compared to commitment, desire, and motivation? Um, do you feel that that's more important to someone's success?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think it's not just training; it's, it's it's reinforcement, right? I mean, I think mm-hmm. you know we've all been through sales kickoffs and sales trainings where you get a lot of great information and then we throw, you know, we either get thrown or we throw our our, you know, our sales teams back out to the field, mm-hmm. and we don't practice with them. We don't reinforce the behavior. We don't help those that training, you know, convert into habits. Um, and, and I think that there isn't, you know, for a lot of people, there isn't a commitment to actually engaging in that training on a regular basis to make themselves better. So, yeah, I think we do, we do our sales teams a disservice when we create training that isn't reinforced, that isn't converted into habits. And we also do a disservice to our sales teams when we don't teach them that, listen, your, your your training, your education is not entirely up to the company you work for. You have to have a level of discipline to continue to educate yourself. You have to have an ongoing level of curiosity. It means you're always learning, you're always reading, you're always listening to, to to programs like this to constantly find new ideas to make yourself better.
0: Absolutely. A question came in, uh, Tyler J. Smith uh, on Facebook. He said, would either of you, and I'll ask this question to you, Matt, would either of you say the reason that most salespeople give up, is it because they are weak closers or do they fail to build relationships with prospects?
1: Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a little bit of both. I right. think, you know, the commonality, I think, across all that is just a level of patience and understanding of what it actually takes to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I see people, you know, will try a new, a new message or a new tactic, and if it doesn't work on Tuesday, they've given up on it and moved on to something else on, on Wednesday. Um, and I think also, you know, when it comes to closing, I mean, you know, closing isn't just getting someone to, to sign because you asked them to. I think a lot of sales reps are, are, are selling the drill instead of the hole. Okay. You know, they're putting too much of a focus on their solutions and, and their products without really building some level of inherent need. Um, and in a world where, you know, our prospects are, are self-educating and, and researching a lot on their own, there's still a critical role for salespeople to come in and create the context you know, sort of establish the need, get a commitment to change. Um, you know, on behalf of the prospects' uh, objectives, it actually becomes foundational to getting more of those closes when the time is right.
0: Yeah, and and I like to throw in this in my in my opinion on that as well. I think it may be a little bit of both as well, Matt. But I think they're kind of connected. Where I think maybe we aren't good closers, not because we can't quote unquote close like the skill of closing. People put too much too much uh, credence on that because the truth is you need opportunity i mean my god babe ruth you know was not only the home run king but he was a strikeout king and i think it's about opportunities but i think it's important to kind of throw my opinion in on tyler to tyler that instead of going for the sale you know try to land a customer you know if you're and that comes down to exactly what what i talk about a lot matt you know with if this is what i'm going to do You know, again, I'm going to progress over 40 years, but 40 years from now, you know, you know, I am going to be at the income level I'm going to be at because I'm in sales. Whatever I'm doing, if I'm running a company that has 500 employees, I'm still leading that with my giftings and talents and skill sets, which are sales driven. So I think that if that's what I'm going to do, then why wouldn't I look at it instead of as a deal but rather, why wouldn't I look at it as, hey, I'm landing a customer. I'm landing somebody who I can do business with for the long haul. And I think that we'd be better at closing if we looked at it that way uh, rather than just trying to put somebody under the ether, you know, as it would, you know, with, uh, hey, I'm going to close this person, <laughs> you know, like like I'm like I'm some kind of guru or something, you know.
1: <laughs> well, and your, your Babe Ruth analogy is really, really important, right? I think, you know, people need to understand the path to success is paved with failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, those that close the most tend to – Get turned down the most. I mean, you put yourself in an opportunity to win, and yeah, you can do everything. You know, do everything you can to sort of condition the prospects for sale and to build foundation of need before you get to the point where you're asking for their business and asking them to sign on the line that is dotted. But those that close the most, those that are the most successful, tend to also fail the most because they realize that that's what it takes to get in a position to be successful.
0: That's good. Have you ever wanted to give up?
1: Oh, sure. I mean, I, so I've run my own business now for eight years and, you know, I, you know, when I started out, I like to tell people, oh, this is exciting and terrifying and that has never really gone out, gone away. I mean, there's always that voice in your head, you know, whether you call it imposter syndrome or whether you just sort of worry that, oh, shit, this is all going to fall apart or, you know, this, is, this isn't this is going to work the way I want it to anymore. Um, you know, there's always those seeds of doubt that get planted and I think part of what separates those that are tenacious and, 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 and have the discipline to keep going Is is just training yourself to ignore some of those voices, and training yourself to. You know, believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing, and recognize that you don't have control over the future. You don't have control over all the variables, but you have control over what you do next. You have control over what you do. You spend your next thirty minutes on. You have control over how you're going to, you know how you're going to prepare tonight to have a better tomorrow. Um, you know, and if you think about those things that you do control, that no, they're not always going to be successful. But if you put more discipline and focus on those, you're far more likely to hit the numbers that you want.
0: It's good stuff, man. Um, Matt Hines if someone wants to get a hold of you follow you connect with you um, you know find out more about your your business and what you do but also you know I I like to be connected you know we're connected and I connect with you not because of what your business can do for me but but I I enjoy you know your 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 tweets I enjoy uh, what you do socially so how can someone connect with you and what's the best way to get uh, get connected with you.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, everything just kind of off our website at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H E I N C Marketing, kind of like the ketchup.com. Uh, Twitter handle is just at Heinz Marketing. You can reach me just very simply, just Matt, M-A-T-T, at HeinzMarketing.com.
0: Awesome. Well, Matt Heinzman, I appreciate it. Uh, is it raining up there?
1: Oh, of course, yeah. From November in Seattle, of course it's
0: drink. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, hey, thank you for Starbucks. I can tell you that much right now. And thank you for beating the Patriots last night because I cannot stand the Patriots. So uh, thank you very much for that. And uh, But anyway, man, All I right. appreciate uh, you coming on. I uh, look forward to uh, connecting with you further in the future, man. And uh, thank you very much. You have a wonderful week, my friend.
1: You too. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you, Matt. Well, that was Matt Hines with um, Hines Marketing. Great guy, man. Let me tell you something. I would definitely recommend connecting with Matt. He um, he has got his uh, he's got his stuff together. And uh, what did you say? You have a phone call? No, you have a comment. You have a comment, okay. And uh, so, you know, um, Brad Brad Paschal said, he we have to realize that the customer, is that the one? Yeah, two. Okay, two. All right, Brad Paschal, we have to realize that the customer can do multiple steps of the sales process without us. And we have to, uh, we have to, uh, con- con- constantly build rapport, figure out what step they're in. With a world of social media, we need to do equivalent research on the customer as well. Um Mustafa um uh, Aktar said, Sir, would you agree building relationships with customers lasts longer and you close them more often? Absolutely, I, I would agree. I think that listen, I'm a salesperson guys, and so that means that I'm tempted by all of the things that us and we that are gifted as sales people are tempted with and that is you know to focus on the bells and the whistles you know the closing and the and the psychology and the strategies and you know and, and the, the, the rush but the bottom line is you know the money I make today it would not be possible I would not be in this industry anymore if I didn't learn how to build relationships with customers because I'd be burned out and if you don't learn that part of sales a you're never going to get to the level of income that you truly want to get to I don't mean make six figures make, you know, 150, 250, you know, grand or whatever. I'm talking about you want to get to the place of freedom. It's going to require the ability to do something other than just new business. So I think customer uh, retention, customer uh, follow-up, building relationships with customers, that's going to help you stay in the game for the long haul. It's also going to help you teach other people because I believe that, you know, salespeople, as we get better, we have 50 employees now. You know, I have now over the last decade and a half or so trained people to do what I do. Now I've got people that are, doing today what I was doing several years ago. And uh, it, it it's it's called it's called it's called training. It's called mentoring and helping. So hopefully I'm helping you. Hopefully you're getting something out of this. Hey listen it's already time guys 1230. Um, this has been a quick quick show. I want to thank you guys for watching. Listen next Monday, don't miss it. If you want to be on the show, please reach out. The number is 813 630 630 Five eight eight eight. Not this number here. This number here is the call-in number for the show. But eight one three six three zero five eight eight eight. And you hit five zero one, and you get Kim or Mikey on the phone, and they will get you booked for a show. If you're a game changer, you don't have to be a trainer. You don't have to be a guru. You just have to be a game changer in sales. Hey, I was here, and now I'm here, and I want to share with everybody what I did. That's all. That's all it means. That's all. That's all it's required, baby. Hey, Dave Villa, have a wonderful week. Make the decision. The decision is yours. Cross the line from amateur to professional, and you'll get there. Have a great day.